Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Greetings, everybody. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I hope you're doing great today. Welcome to episode 111 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm Henika Watkins-Porto. Today's episode is with Amy Hebdon. She is the founder of Paid Search Magic, an agency that provides done-for-you paid search services. The company helps digital marketers and entrepreneurs become successful with Google Ads via coaching, consulting, and other services. Amy has managed several hundred million dollars in spend working with Fortune 50s and small businesses to grow their businesses using paid media. So, of course, I'm really excited to talk about Google Ads and what you need to know as an entrepreneur. Welcome, Amy. Good to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on the show. Yay. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, before we dive into that, we want to ask you, do you know anything about Jamaica? I know a little bit about Jamaica. And what do you know? What's that little bit that you know? Well, I know I tried to go there on vacation once and didn't make it. And one of my best friends is from Jamaica. So I know her culture and heritage. And I think it's amazing. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if I had a dollar or just a dime for every person who has had a Jamaican friend who have asked this question, like, wow. Um, and I keep saying that we make great friends, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Google as in what you need to know as an entrepreneur. Now, let's talk a little about you and your company. Um, just give us a little summary as we set the stage. You know, what, what's your claim to fame, Amy? Well, I've been managing paid search since 2004. And I think, you know, when we think back to what Google Ads or AdWords was like when it first got started, we, we understand it to be very different than it is today. And it was a lot less complicated. But I think that by starting out early when there, there wasn't all the signal to noise confusion that there is now with so many different options and settings and opportunities, um, I really learned to manage things the right way so that all these years later, I still have a really good beat on what works and what, you know, the new technologies that are coming on that make things work even better. And then the things that are just distraction that you really shouldn't be doing. I've got a really good understanding of this having done it for so long that I really feel like pretty much Google ads is a second language for me that I'm very, very comfortable in. And so I love being able to work in it. And so where it's, it can be hard to just jump into, uh, it's very comfortable and native for me, which I think is, is kind of unique in terms of digital marketing today. I like that you speak that language. So it's like, yeah, that's your second language, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So now we want to demystify the, what's the seemingly complex matter of Google Ads. Break it down first. Because you talked about, you know, when you just started, it was less complex. And now it, has, of course, has gotten seemingly more complex. So take us through that uh, journey of, you know, how it has evolved over time and kind of break it down and demystify it for us. Sure. Well, I think that when it comes to Google Ads, your 
paying for every time someone clicks on your message and goes to visit your landing page. And so it's it's important to fundamentally understand how that works. So a lot of times when people think of marketing, they're thinking of how can I get the most clicks and I want to pay less for clicks and they're thinking about, you know, volume of traffic. But really, Google Ads is your opportunity to put your best offer in front of your target audience that's most likely to take action. So that's where it becomes interesting. It's because someone is actually looking for your solution as, you know, to solve their problem. And so when you start thinking about it like that, like what is the problem that someone has that's bothering them so much that they're actually going to a search engine to look for a solution for it. And then they're, they're typing that in and going to visit these different sites. And when you can get narrowed down on that problem and you show up as a solution, then it stops really being about advertising at that point. And it starts to just be problem solving. And so you can speak the language of solving that problem, whatever it is, like whether they need a blow up mattress and you sell a blow up mattress, like it could be that simple, or it could be more complex, you know, depending on what the offer is, but it's really just about problem solving and speaking to that audience of one that's looking for the thing that you do. And so it's really just connecting a problem with a solution. And it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. And you say, you know, when you look at um, sites such as answerthepublic.com, you realize that people really have lots of problems. You know, <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you put some questions in and, you know, put a, like a keyword in and you see how many people have been asking that question uh, around that keyword. Right. Uh, I must tell you the truth, Amy. Confession here. I have tried to set up my own Google um, ad thing. I have a AdWord account and mm-hmm. I've been trying to set it up. And I tell you the truth. I just like, I have no clue what I'm doing. Some things about long tail keywords, short tail keywords. And I, you know, <laughs> I have no time to go learn this right now. I, I mean, I know if I really get into it like you, I could learn it and stuff, but I don't want to do that. Like, sure. so, so somebody like me who really doesn't want to do that and finds it a bit frustrating and annoying. Um, that's where you come in. Now, take me through that journey that, you know, someone with my frustration is coming in. How would you lead me out and, you know, get me safe on the other side of the stream? That's a great question. So we're going to start by thinking about your goals. Like, what do you want to happen? Why do you want to show up in the first place on Google Ads? What is your desired outcome that your visitor also wants? And so, I mean, this isn't even a hypothetical question. It's really figuring out what are you trying to offer that's going to result in a return on investment for you, right? Like, it's not going to make a lot of sense for you to pay really good money on Google Ads to get a few more listeners to a podcast or a few more people aware of you. You want them buying from you. You want there to be an exchange of value um, because these are your most ready customers. If you're just trying to drive awareness, there's other digital marketing platforms that can help you do that. But when it comes to um, purchases, when it comes to you know getting real leads and real sales, that's when Google Ads really comes in. So the first question is, do you have a product um, or something you can list that will result in real business growth for you? Absolutely. So then the next question is going to be, what are people looking for in order to get that problem solved for them? And we would start to go through that process of the things that people are searching for. And then once we come up with that list, then it's just going to be about basically, you can think of it like developing a bridge. So they have the thing they're looking for. You have the solution to that problem. And then we're going to get the keywords and ads that are going to be kind of the stepping stones for them to go from the problem that they have to understanding that you're a solution to getting to your page to really understanding your solution and then ultimately taking action either with the signing up for or purchasing your solution. 
Mm-hmm. And so in getting an account, like somebody who, who doesn't know how to even have an account or let's say they're not having somebody do it for them, uh, signing up to an account to have an account, you know, a, a Google AdWords account. Um, what's the first thing that they would need to be doing? Well, so the, the first thing is I'm going to say before you even set up your account, know what your goals are, know what it's going to take to be profitable, have all that figured out because too many people just jump in and they're like, oh, I think, I think Google ads is the, is a good next step because I want more traffic. And so you need to be super clear on what your strategy is before you set up an account. Then once you know that you want to move forward with Google ads, it's actually pretty simple, um, to create an account. You basically just need to have a website and some form of some method of paying Google. And usually that's just going to be a credit card that you would enter. So the setting up of the account goes pretty fast. You just ultimately are entering some basic information and get a customer ID assigned to you. And then you have an account, but it's the strategy that goes into it. And then getting, you know, getting your account set up, that is a lot more difficult than just creating a free account. That's, that's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And so some of the jargon, so we've, we've defined our strategies um, and we know exactly why we're doing what we want to accomplish and stuff. Now, there are some jargons as I alluded to earlier, like for example, the long tail keyword and stuff like that. Some of the things that would help for us to have an understanding, grasp it so that we can be accurate when we're setting up. Take us through some of those jargons. Okay. So an, an account contains campaigns and ad groups. So all your ad groups are contained within a campaign and your campaign has some high level settings, like what language are you targeting? What geographies you're targeting? It has, it holds that sort of information. And then within your ad groups, you have all of your um, landing pages, all of your ads, um, and all of your keywords. So keywords, landing pages, and ads all exist together in an ad group. And so you want that to be as tightly themed as possible because any of your ads can serve against any of your keywords in that ad group and can then you'll also drive to a landing page. It's, uh, usually it's associated with your ad there. So you want those to match really, really well. So if someone's searching for something, then they see an ad that's really relevant to it and they go to a landing page that's really relevant to that. So they all work really well together. And that's called message match. Now, you asked about long tail versus short tail keywords. Um, and that that doesn't even actually need to factor in to how you set up your account because what you want to do is focus in on um, basically the theme of what you want to do. So just give me an example. Like what's something that a person like either you or a member of your audience might want to be selling if they're setting up a Google ads account. We'll just walk through this. So let's say uh, Christian coaching services. If that were the theme that we're setting this up for, then we would have basically, an, let's say we're having an ad group for Christian coaching, right? And so we could have several different variations of that ad. We could say Christian coaching services. Um, we could say Christian Christian coaching for couples, Christian coaching for whatever. We could have these different themes and then each of them would have an appropriate ad for it. But you can go as long tail or as short tail as you want to. One of the interesting things that you'll see in Google ads is that there's the keywords. That's what you bid on. And then there's a search terms that's actually what people are typing. And you get to see both of those. And so when you have your keyword, um, you can go into search terms within the Google interface and you can see the actual terms that people are typing. And then you can make the decision, like, does is this what I meant to be offering? So like, let's say, for example, you are, you're 
bidding on the keyword um, Christian coaching services and you see that someone typed in Christian coaching services for uh, 12 year olds and you're like, that's not who I serve, then you could go and make a negative keyword out of that. Or you could find something that is converting well for you and make it a new keyword that you're bidding on that you're willing to make a bid adjustment for. So by seeing the actual data versus what you were kind of expecting with your keywords, it makes it, um, it makes the process of optimization, you know, doing more of what works and less of what doesn't, it makes that process pretty streamlined. So you can keep on learning from your search term data and use that to make decisions about your keywords. Mm -hmm. You mentioned negative keyword. Um, Expand a little on that. So a negative keyword is you saying, I don't want to show up for this. And a negative keyword works different than a regular keyword in that a negative keyword is going to be the exact term that someone typed in or the exact keyword that someone typed in. So if your negative keyword was woman and someone typed in women, then your ad still might might show. So if you want to get um, if there's some specifics you don't want to show up for, you have to get really specific. You have to account for the misspellings because otherwise, let's be honest, Google's trying to make a buck, right? And so if, it, if there's a way for them to serve your ad and then they can and it gets clicked, then they get money. And so you're going to have to kind of go out of your way to build out a negative list that really fences in the kind of traffic that you get. It's kind of, it's on you to filter that out um, because they're going to try to show it as much as possible. So you do want to pay a lot of attention to your negative list and make sure that um, the negative keywords that you're using, um, that you're not actually getting misspellings, or if you are, then go ahead and add those too, because that's the way you're going to prevent your ad from serving against those keywords. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you have to be proactive and to figure out what persons could uh, possibly be searching for, and therefore to to identify those as being negative keywords. Yeah, that's a great summary. Being proactive is the best way to make sure that you're not showing up for terms you don't want to show up for. Because mm-hmm. each click is going to cost you, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So who are Google ads for? Let's break it down. I mean, this, is it the small business um, or startup entrepreneur who is just thinking about starting a business and, you know, very little money to spend on advertising, you know, advertising and marketing is usually seeing as a as an expense. And of course, it's an investment. But um, in the scheme of things, it's usually is seen as an inv- as, as a uh, as an expense. Now, mm-hmm. who are Google ads really for? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I like that you asked, like if they're if you're thinking about starting a business, this is probably not for you. If you have <laughs> something for sale and you have an audience and you've kind of proven out the product market fit, then this can be a great way to kind of scale your business. But what will happen a lot of times is that someone who doesn't really have a business yet will say, oh, you know what? I ha- I just thought of this product. I'm sure everyone would want it. If I just had traffic, then everyone would buy it from me. And they kind of, they make these ideas up. They make up these like assumptions and then they're like, oh, it's just a traffic problem. Well, a lot of times if someone's not buying from you, it's not just because they don't know about you. It could be because they also don't want what you have to sell. And so if you start to put a lot of money into any form of marketing, but you don't have a good product market fit and people don't want what you're selling, then it doesn't matter. And you're going to waste a lot of money on traffic. And at that point, it isn't an investment unless you consider like the investment to learn about your customer and to learn they don't want what you were selling. Right. So it's a much better idea to kind of have 
um, to, to prove out, like I do have a customer base. I do understand who wants to buy my products and then go after those people strategically. Google ads is one of the best ways you can do that because you can target by keyword. You can target audiences. You can target people who have been to your site or who tend to buy things like people who have been to your site. There's all sorts of ways you can target them, but you're going to need to understand them first before you can do that. And so having an existing business is going to be a lot better than if if you're just thinking about it. Now, as for the size, um, it continues to get more expensive because Google continues to want to make more and more money and turn a profit. And so every year it has to like either charge more for the clicks or get more clicks by finding different ways to serve where there, where there might be less intense to buy. And that's like running on the display network or running, um, running to different areas, right? There's, there's different ways that Google is trying to expand the number of clicks they get. So if you have a very small budget and you're competing against not only other competitors who are maybe willing to pay more, but you're also competing against marketplaces who are willing to pay a lot more, then it's going to be more challenging for you to be able to justify the cost of clicks in a way that's going to give you a positive ROI. So that's definitely something to think about. So actually, it's a bidding process, right? So, um, I mean, on the surface, you can't really see how the bidding is going on or, or really know if you don't know. So take us, try and explain for us that little, that bidding process, what goes on. I mean, I'm sure you'd have done it in terms of what you've said before, but I just want to kind of bring it home a little and talk about the bidding process. How does that work? Yeah, so you're competing against other um, other advertisers who also want to show up and get the click. And the type of advertiser that you're competing against is going to influence how much money you're spending. So um, Google's auction model isn't just a straight auction. They're not just saying, well, give the click to whoever bids the highest. They're saying, well, give the click to whoever bids the highest who also has the best ad experience. Because unlike a regular auction where, you know, the seller doesn't really care who it goes to, Google has a reputation to uphold. And if they're selling their premium real estate that's providing a bad user experience, then people are less likely to use Google. Like if you keep on clicking something that you think, oh, I want, I'm looking for a solution to my problem, remember, and you get something that's completely irrelevant, you're going to not trust the quality of Google results anymore. So it's really looking for relevancy and it's also looking for your bid. And so it's something that's called ad rank that takes into account your quality score and your bid. And so the things to keep in mind is one, you're going to want to have as, as relevant of an experience as you can by using the keywords in your ads, using them on your landing page, just providing that solution to the problem like we talked about. When it comes to the actual bid though and how much you have to spend, and that, like I said, is going to be dependent on your competitors. And so this is like the example that I'll use is like if there is a plot of land and I wanted that plot of land to buy like, excuse me, to build um, like a playhouse and you wanted that plot of land because you're going to build this high rise, right? And you can make hundreds of millions of dollars from your from developing that land. And I really wouldn't even make anything. You're willing to pay a lot more for that plot of land than I am. And we can see that kind of translate to the Google auctions that if I'm like selling a $5 product and you could potentially make, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars from, from that same click, it's a lot, it's a lot more valuable to you and you're willing to pay a lot more for it because your ROI is going to be higher. And that's what we have to consider also when we're selling something is that if we're going up against a marketplace, that's very, 
very likely to get a conversion to make a sale. And we only are selling one thing and it's less likely than the amount we're willing to pay for it probably is going to be less than, um, than our competitors. And so our best bet is to be as relevant as possible and be as conservative with our keywords as possible. So we're only showing up when someone's very likely to buy from us. Mm, absolutely. No, of course, you alluded to the fact earlier that if somebody's just starting a, you know, a business, a startup, you have a product and you know, you're just starting, well, perhaps it's really not for you, right? But um, in terms of the ad spend, how much should we really be spending to really see benefits from using Google AdWords? That's a great question. Um, there's obviously there's a lot of relativity here, but I would say that on average, if you're not spending at least a few hundred dollars a month, it's going to be really hard for you to optimize because optimization requires data and that requires spend and speed. And so if if let's say that your average click was coming in at two dollars and you're only willing to spend two dollars a day, then you're either you know, you're getting a, about one click a day and someone's either buying or they're not buying. And it's going to take a really long time for you to have enough data to be able to make good optimizations that are going to help you improve. Whereas if you're able to invest more, you could get that data more quickly and make strategic optimizations that are going to help you either by identifying, um, you know, ways you don't want to show up or ways you want to lean into even more because you're able to see like, you know, statistically valid data of um, this type of person tends to buy from me. I'm going to go after that kind of person more and increase my bids because I'm always able to make a sale when I get that kind of audience coming in. Mm -hmm. All right. So, and let me use a very personal example, right? So I'm preparing to do a conference in May, LeaderCast Kingston. And of course, a digital marketing agency has submitted a proposal to me to do uh, digital marketing using Google as uh, AdWords and some other things. Now, a budget of about a thousand dollars, they say, would give me would be like an aggressive campaign. Is that a realistic um, thing? A realistic spend uh, for a realistic and, and well, let me rephrase the question. That spend, what kind of a result can can I yield from that? Well, that's a great question. So it's going to come down to, like we were talking about earlier, are people looking for this solution? Are people searching for this kind of conference? If they are, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to sell spots than if they aren't. If they're not aware of it yet to search for it, then you'll probably want to be spending less time on the search network where people are searching and more time on the display network where people are getting introduced to this idea because they're seeing, you know, banner ads and image ads and, and, ads that are making them aware uh, that this even exists. When you're doing that, you tend to have a lower conversion rate. Um, you get cheaper clicks, but it's a lower conversion rate because it's more to drive awareness than to drive decision. And so depending on how ready your audience is, you know how much they are looking, you may be spending more time over on the display network than the search network. But it'd be interesting. You know, this is a really good question because a lot of people are going to be approached by an agency saying, hey, we have this plan for you. And it's going to be up to you to to vet that plan and say, is this realistic for my budget? Is this realistic for what I'm trying to accomplish? And so understanding like, what do they think the conversion rate is going to be? What are the, what are their estimates? And then we can back into, does this seem reasonable or is this like really aggressive? And, um, you know, they're saying it to get this sale, whether or not it's actually realistic. And in terms of a general notion of what your return on investment might be when you decide to do Google AdWords, I've got clients that are 
making well above 20 to one. So every dollar they spend, they get 20. Um, some cases it's a hundred to one. And then in some cases you're hoping to just more than break even, right? It might be a two to one. And so it's really going to depend again on, um, what your market is and then how you're able to scale that up. Like most new businesses and small businesses aren't making 50 to one, but if you can start investing because you're trying to grow, you can put that money to use and then continue to invest and, and see your numbers get bigger and bigger to the point where you can scale better. Oh, such an interesting conversation thus far. Now, Amy, I want you to share your final thoughts on, you know, some of the considerations for entrepreneurs, what it is that they need to be thinking about. Just close it off with that uh, when you're think- thinking about Google as, as well as after you're done that you can share your contact information and any giveaway that you have for our peak performance community. Yeah, well, you asked such a good question. I do just want to touch on that again. I think it's really important when you're approached by an agency or anyone trying to offer you digital marketing services to ask disconfirming questions. Like do your due diligence to say, what happens if this doesn't work? What are, what are reasons that it might not work? What are the things I have to know that things could go south? Because so many times people who are trying to sell you something are just trying to sell you the upside and not selling you the reality. And so in a case like Google ads, where you're saying, I don't want to manage it. I just want someone else to come in and help me with it. And then someone's willing to come along and help you with it. You still need to do your due diligence to figure out what is going to make it successful or why it might not make sense to do. And so you want to have that conversation. Um, In terms of where people can find me, I'm on Twitter at Amy at Amy PPC. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Amy Hebden. Um, I actually have a free Facebook group. If anyone wants to learn more about Google ads, it's called Google ads for savvy digital marketers. We've got a lot of really good conversations going on there. And then, um, I do have a guide available to anyone who's interested. If if you go to paidsearchmagic.com slash PPC audit, that's all one word PPC audit. It's a bunch of worksheets and audio downloads where you can audit your own Google Ads account. So if you are at the point where you have a Google Ads account running and you're just trying to find out if it's working as well as it can, these these worksheets and these recordings will help you walk through it in a very strategic way where you can get better results for your own performance. Absolutely. You would agree, my peak performers, that this is a great episode, great conversation I've been having with Amy have done. Amy, I just want to thank you so much for being on the Entrepreneurial You podcast and for sharing your expertise, your insight with us three Google ads. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, my peak performers, for tuning in to this episode with Amy Ebdon. I really look forward to connecting with you next week. Until next time, please visit com and see which of my programs will serve you on your journey as an entrepreneur or, or as a leader. As your inspirational leader, I have several resources that you can leverage to level up. So you can check out my online courses, my books, or my events. I'm also an affiliate for some of the best resources, such as John Lee Dumas's Mastery and Freedom Journals, as well as Podcasters Paradise. So visit HennyKawakisPorter.com and you will find value to help you on your leadership and entrepreneurial journey. Remember, You were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win and expect to win. What good? We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors 
on the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.